I think that that's probably one of the most underrated things that you can do or implement into your system that is going to prevent, I mean, injury pretty much all over your body. American Horror Story is getting crazy. Did you watch this week's or last week's? Uh, last week's, episode five. I was going to watch episode six last night, but Shannon got hella faded and passed out oh, at like really? 10 p.m. on Did the Did you couch. do the, the family dinner thing? No, that's tonight, man. No, that's tonight? Yeah. yeah. I had to go get my car washed, shave up real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> get the tattoos removed. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, like, he knows now, so. Yeah. Because mom held it down. She's got my back. Dude. Speaking and of, Kurt knew her uncle. Uh, American Horror Story. Jess was telling me uh, yesterday or the day before that she was watching this episode. And um, this dude got like this spiked dildo and was like <laughs> fucking the shit out of this guy. What? Yeah. I was what, like, what, what kind what of shit are you guys? That? And, I don't know. That, oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, that's the uh, that was the one in the hotel, huh? I haven't seen it, but See, that, 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 this that is, makes sense because it's Lady Gaga's season. This so is the like, type of shit, though, like where people I don't watch like will take it to the Too extreme far. and I'm just glad. Like really do it. I'm glad I mean? that you said that because I'm not going to watch that season now because this season's dope. It's like this old haunted colony of people come back and they're like pretty much spooking these people out of this house. So it's all haunted shit, but yeah. there's no <laughs> no spike dildos, yeah, okay. no, no weird shit yeah, like that. It seems like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the the way they do it is like, there's people like you know, and like, it's like a reenactment. So there's people, and he's like in a booth, and he's like, I don't even know what was going on. Blah blah blah. They're interviewing him, and then Cuba Gooding and the other girl like act it out, so it looks more like real. But I think the thing that tripped me out last time is like they got they they leave, they flee, and they think they're getting away. They get stuck in that barn, and those people are eating that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking crazy. I don't know. I, yeah. I just don't see how you guys get, really get into that shit. Love that shit. <laughs> White people. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to the first episode and I'm like, or the second episode, or well, third, I guess, because the one I'm interviewing him and I'm like, uh, I'm like, it's going to be kind of plain. Did you just call me black? What? Did you just say that I'm, I'm black? It just gets hella quiet. I'm just like, come on, man. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm like, all right, so let's get to it. Like, who is Theo Bowie? Well, um, as Cody said, I'm black. Uh, <laughs> I was like, fuck, bro. I could like feel myself being awkward in that situation too. Yeah, you get awkward every oh, dude, single I was, I was time. Like, it's, it's funny hilarious. though because like I, people got to be watching me in my car now because I'm literally like just cheesing in my car. And if they if I roll down the window, they would like hear me listening yeah. to myself. And now talk you can to yeah. And now you can like or or now like I know that you know what I mean like when you listen to like Meek Mill or something in your car, like you're you're saying the n word, and then like oh. I could just see you like driving down the street and then like looking around to see if anybody's like. In the back right, seat, I'm cool. or if somebody like Start going is lip reading, yeah, <laughs> hella awkward. No, I don't even listen to rap that much anymore, man. It's just, and like you said the other day, when I do, it's all old shit. Yeah, it's never the People only thing are ruining it for me. Man. Yeah, like, the these, only the new, new things I've listened to me. recently is Deja Vu, which I wouldn't even consider rap by Post Malone and Bieber. And uh, that new Travis Scott, he has a couple songs, but he's kind of singing, so it's, it's not It's getting really... into like a different genre, I feel 100%. like. 
hundred percent. But like then Drake drops an album that I listen to yeah, shit front to yeah. back. But you know, he's not putting stuff out every day. So no, no, no. you can only listen to so much. And then half the time now, like you don't even really understand it. Like I don't understand like what half of the people are saying and then people are sounding familiar. Like, you know what I mean? Remember when we were talking about that song Panda? We both thought it was future oh, for hundred percent. I, I was some guy that, named yeah. Designer. Who are you? <laughs> he sounds retarded. Yeah. Panda, panda, panda. Like that's the whole <laughs> song. Come on, bro. Anybody can get on the mic and do that. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just the beat or whatever. I feel like I need a booster chair. You do. Get a phone book. Bro, I feel like I'm like low right now. Man, I remember I had like fucked up back in high school. Um, I mean, posture, like yeah. lack of strength, like pretty much everything under the fucking sun. Um, you were just a feeble human feeble being. Feeble human being. And, but who could like perform just on another level. And <laughs> Not true. But like my doctor recommended that I sleep on like a stiff bed. I didn't have a stiff bed, so I just slept on the floor, like, when my back like, would, like, really hurt. And, like, the next morning, I'd be fucking, I'd be perfect. You'd be totally fine. I'd, no, I'd, like, put my feet up on something. Um, Like, I'd just, like, stack some stuff up, like, if it was, like, blankets or pillows or something like that. Just to elevate you? Yep. Because then if I, if I lay, even now, like, if I lay flat, my, my back curves, like, my yeah. lower back doesn't touch the ground. And we are live in three, two, one. What's happening? All right, so um, perfect topic for today because my back is fucked, bro. So uh, I don't even know. Like, so yesterday I was fine, and I think this usually happens. It's kind of like a delayed effect because I woke up this morning and I was totally cool. Uh, went to the gym. What did I do first? I and this is what's funny is I actually like I went to Vigor today and I did. So I did foam rolling and then I did some shim. Oh, I didn't do shim boxes today. That's the only thing I left out. Um, Dude. And those are like the money maker for me. Those, yeah. those helped me a lot. So I skipped that. Damn, that's crazy. So I skipped that. Then I got on the turf and I did high knees, butt kicks, skips, karaoke. I did like uh, like high knee into rotation. And then I did uh, fucking hip abductions. Then I did monster walks. Then I did hip flexor stretching with breathing. Like I did hella stuff. Went to deadlift. And I think it's Hugh's fault, actually, now that I think about it. So um, I haven't seen Hugh in a minute, bro, because he's been traveling a little bit yeah, and yeah. he trains so late. So I was deadlifting and I was working up to a heavy set. But right when I like stacked on the heavy weight, I think I got to, it was like 275 and I'm only going for five. So I wasn't going crazy today. And uh, as soon as I was about to do it, like we started talking. And then next thing I know, like five, ten minutes had passed by. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, deadlift. Yep. So Went you're to cold pole. Again. Yep. Oh, God, dude. And then I could feel it kind of tugging on me. Didn't think anything of it. Went to do my next set. Did one rep, and it was just like, no, I'm done. Right. No deadlifts today. So I finished the back workout, but I had to modify everything. Um, so, like, I think this is a great topic just because everybody has gone through back pain. I mean, shit, you were just talking about it before we uh, turned the mics on. So, um, like, I was in that other comfortable seat. That shit hurt. This yeah. actually feels a lot better because my posture is upright. Uh, but I had to modify everything. I couldn't do upright shrugs i couldn't do uh bent over rows like i was supposed to i couldn't do my lap pull downs like i was supposed to so everything changed you realize like the things that like you know what i mean a lot of it i think gets gets related to like lower body exercises right whether it's right. like lunges squats deadlifts where people are going to feel their lower back but I now that when you're doing this to fuck up right right and but not only that like 
you can see where you're making mechanical errors in your in your other exercises, mm-hmm. right? So like maybe it makes you a little bit more conscious of of how of how you perform those. Yeah. Um, I think that like when a lot of people will do like heavy shrugs, whether it's with the barbell, trap bar, or or dumbbells, that you know they'll they'll kind of get momentum and then yeah. again let the rib cage flare and then all that weight gets loaded on on the lumbar spine, mm-hmm. right? So they're like literally here instead of staying stacked and then doing yeah. like a strict. Yeah, and and I actually made a great modification. We'll talk about like all the different modifications you can do. Um, But like going back to the lower body exercises, I think the biggest issue is rushing the process, right? Like I did, so I I rushed my warm up. I I missed something because I totally forgot. I did 135 and then 185, and then I was like, fuck it, let's go. 265 or whatever right, I ended right, up doing. Yeah. And actually, now that I think about it, I don't even know what I was putting on there because I literally just <laughs> slid on plate. So I think I actually went 205 because there wasn't 25s next to me. I was just being lazy, trying to get it done. Um, and then I end up hurting myself, right? Yep. Um, and then I have to compensate with everything else. Um, so what – you were talking about your back issues. What was the reason that you had back issues? And, like, what do you see as most common? Because I think one thing we want to talk about too is – there's different types. So my, right now, because I'm familiar with my body, it's my SI joint. I right. can feel it because it's in the dead center right above my butt crack, right? Where a lot of people will get it. And Travis, when he started training, was getting on the side and like that QL area. Mm-hmm. So I think it depends. Now, QL is like a muscle. SI joint is a joint. So you got to kind of determine the right, two. Right, but why is it lighting up versus the other side, right? Like, right. Um, compensation. But yeah, compensation, um, hips, out of alignment. Um, which is why we implement breathing drills um, and, and something nice skip today. Postural cues, yeah. <laughs> so you, he like literally skipped everything. But um, when when I was going through like you know like the peak of my my back issues because I wasn't even training like I was just hooping and and playing soccer and stuff like that and really um, I was focusing on hoop and I was really really skinny um, and actually I was so probably like my junior year I got up to like. 170 pounds which was like big for me at that time um and but like a lot of it came from like uh you know like cables and like you know i was doing like bodybuilding style shit but i was still i was still hooping um and it wasn't it wasn't functional you know i mean like just allowed me to put on a little bit of mass and uh you know like Every day, like after practice or, you know, in the morning when I woke up, like my back would, my back would hurt. And it was just like, it just became like the norm. Like I didn't know anything outside of that. Like I didn't know, really know relief, but when it became like really bad. And I remember talking to my doctor when, uh, I went and got a physical and he was just like, you know, sleep on a hard surface, whether you got like a hard mattress or, um, you know, maybe try sleeping on the floor. Yeah. And that's what I would do. And I would like sleep on the floor, sleep on my back and then elevate my feet. And like the next morning it'd be like, yeah, yeah. And it would be, it would be like night and day. Yeah. So like, I know I had, uh, this is what I see a lot too, is, is people just have super bad anterior pelvic tilt. So everybody's always in that extension at the bottom of that lumbar spine, which was my problem bad. And then when I would go to sit, my posture was horrible. So then I'm just regurgitating the opposite in a horrible posture too. So for me, um, I would go to sleep on my stomach, like, every yep, night and it just yep. made it worse, worse and, and worse. worse so that was a bad habit i had to break so anybody out there listening 
do not sleep on your stomach if you have back issues on your back or on your side. I used to have to hug a pillow just so I would stay in that position. <laughs> Can you picture me? <laughs> just like hugging just hug a it pillow. super tight. Oh, yeah. Dude, I had to. Otherwise, because, dude, I move so much. Like, if you go to my bed, all the corners are, like, pulled off the, the sheets. Every single morning, I got to, like, read, yeah, like, yeah. the bottom sheet. It's crazy. I don't know why. Um, so I'm just, like, wild in my sleep. But um, So what is the difference between – the QL and the SI. So we know that the SI usually is a hip out of alignment. For me, I'm going to go see the chiropractor. He's going to probably adjust me. It's going to feel better. But mm -hmm. also something I can do is the 90-90 breathing. So why don't you touch on that real quick because that is a game changer. Yeah, I think it's just when you – because when you breathe, and, and I talked about this in the mobility workshop that I did. Hopefully we, we were able to get one going again soon. We were talking about that uh, before we got on the mics. But, um, you know, when you – when you elevate your feet like that, it allows you to get into a neutral position, right? So your spine is neutral. It's not um, in uh, well. Naturally, so, your spine curves, right? Right. So it's, it's almost not like another straight. It's almost but, like the fetal position, but you're laying on your back. Your feet are on the wall in a ninety degrees correct. position. Okay. And when you when you breathe, when you practice the diaphragmatic breathing or breathing through the three chambers, so diaphragm, rib cage, and uh, and neck, right? So when you breathe through those three chambers and you do it effectively your body's natural response is to relax, right? Whereas most people, right, you'll find a lot of those people who work desk jobs, right? Like they're very inefficient when it comes to breathing, right? So most of the people who walk into vigor every day, these are those people who breathe with their chest or breathe mm -hmm. with their neck. Yeah. And it's very shallow, right? So their body's natural reaction in that position, right, is to tense, tense up, up and get yeah. super tight. Your body can't perform or be efficient um, in, in that state. So when we practice this and sometimes, man, it takes, it takes people. I mean, I'm sure you've worked with people. It takes a long time. Like yeah, it could take like 100%. a month, two months. Well, essentially this is like a central nervous system thing, right? right? Like your, your central nervous system is restricting or like tensing up the, whatever position you're in constantly. So yeah. if people are sitting at their desk and their central nervous, nervous systems on fire, then their hip flexors are going to be yeah. super tight. And that's yep. usually the go-to with a lot of people, right? And, and I've had, I've worked with somebody who, when I, when I was taking him through the, the diaphragmatic breathing, he would get into a panic attack, right? Damn. Like literally almost like, I mean, he'd just start like, you know, just freaking out. Cause it's so out of the norm. Yeah. And it's Jesus. so out of the norm and he just, he That's would, wild. he would freak out. So, I mean, there's different positions and you know, I, I, um, get him into like a crocodile position to, so to where he's up on his, or to where he's laying on his stomach. So like kind of like what you were talking about on the bed, it's going to be different than a hard surface. Right. And then if he if he's allowed to uh, or if he allow, allows himself to, to breathe effectively in that position or trains that it's still going to have uh, a positive result. Um, but really what we're looking at is to get the spine into a neutral position um, and and then breathe and allow his body to relax. So his central nervous system is is letting go essentially yeah. right yeah. instead of being on all the time right that's why i've actually been doing anybody and like i know some people are listening right now my clients that they'll recognize like when i have them do hip flexor stretches we're not just holding it most of the time now we're actually going through breath so right. they'll see like how many reps am i doing it's like three breaths per side so yep. it's like because i want them to release that tension in the yep. hip flexor rather than just stretching it because sometimes stretching it more isn't going to relieve that Correct. tension it might just make it tighter or if some people who have really tight hip flexors like me when i first started training um you know it was super difficult to get into that position and like i couldn't even lock out my hip yeah and 
it, I felt like it would just make me even more tense because it was like so uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? So even if you're not even in a fully extended position, that if you can practice the breathing, that's where you're going to allow the, yeah. the, the tissue to relax. So here's a good thing for people to think about too is, like he said, he couldn't even fully lock out his hips. Like that's a pretty crazy thing to see. And a lot of people won't realize it. So film yourself lifting because if you do a deadlift and you get that at the top and you feel like you're locked out and then you watch that video and you notice you're not, this is the kind of stuff you need to incorporate, right? right. Because then it can relieve that tension. Then you can actually lock out. And I see this with people's knees a lot. And, and I know there's people out there that think about that. And like I coach people and I'll be like, lock the knees, lock the knees at the top of a deadlift. And they're not, right. but they think they are. Um, and essentially it's the same thing, but it's your hamstrings. Your hamstrings are so fucking tight and they're just always on that they won't release that tension. Right. Um, and I've seen the same with people's elbows, like Travis, for instance, when he does bench press, I was like, lock him out all the way. He's like, I am. And it's like still bent. Right. Because he had so much tissue just in his forearm and in his tricep and his shoulder that was just knotted up over years of not doing anything. and, And well, what else does he do? What's, what's his profession? Uh, he's an IT guy. So yeah, just constantly going. Yep. Yeah, so it, it just – and that's what people don't think about. You think about, like, we train hard, so we need to foam roll. No, like, you're just doing stuff for life. Right. It's just like – like, if you look at uh, – like, and this sounds weird, but if you look at a mailman, his calves are usually jacked <laughs> because he walks from door to door every day, and it's frequency, Dude, right? I'm doing the – I'm in the wrong profession. You are, man. Your calves like, are weak. <laughs> but it's the truth, man. So, like, if you if – you, that's why frequency is so important for building muscle because but it's also uh, one of the biggest factors of why people are injured right so if you sit every day guess what muscle is going to be worked most in your body your hip flexor Mm -hmm. you walk all day like a mailman or like a mechanic jacked forearms and then they got fucking sausage fingers because they're just like i don't even know if that's muscle i don't even know what that is but have you ever noticed that like a a mechanic's just got huge gorilla hands man i think that it might just be it might just be hereditary like they just, and they're just made to do it yeah right like at one point they're like oh i'm supposed to be a yeah. mechanic they yeah look at exactly their look at their hands they're like oh fuck yeah Shit. you're a steel worker <laughs> so so yeah like frequency is always going to do that so like think about what you do on a daily basis and then think about the muscles that are incorporated and you might actually have some uh some issues that you're you're ignoring because yeah. of that right so um but like he said the breathing is going to be probably the biggest thing to relieve the the middle the si now, what do you find with uh, QL? Because I've had issues with my QL too, um, and that's a muscle. And that's when you feel like the whole side of your back is essentially on fire from like the bottom of your lat to your glute, essentially. What do you find is like the cause of that? Tight glutes. Tight glutes? Mm-hmm. So would you say lats too or more, more so? Yeah, glutes? yeah. So, so but more so, more so glutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's just a big, you know, that's a, that's a big hip thing. Yeah. Um, but definitely, definitely lats too. With that stuff, I'll get them into, you know, like either like a glute stretch um, or, or a lat stretch or whether, you know, kind of hanging either from the bar, um, from a pull-up bar, or they're kind of uh, stretching themselves out with the, the suspension trainer, right. the TRX, and then I'll just have them breathe there. Yeah. Um, so even if, because, you know, a couple of my clients, they can't fully lock out either. Um, a lot of them are IT guys too, um, and they they can't fully lock out that elbow. And a lot it's, of it is, is the lats, lat, yeah, too. especially when it's overhead. Yeah. I and, see that a yep, lot. And when they press overhead, I mean that lumbar yeah. extension is fucking crazy. Yeah. So you have to because you have to compensate somewhere to get it up, right? Right. And so in in order to for them to press, like if I have them press, I'm not going to have them, you know, not press, but right. I'm going to have them do the breathing stuff and, and some prehab, like before we like, 
pretty extensive, you know, 10 to 15 yeah. minutes of that stuff before we even get into yeah. uh, that compound exercise. And you'll find like the range of motion is a lot better. See, and-, and that's like, it's funny because I think breathing is probably the most underrated or would it be overrated? Underrated. Underrated. Like cue to fixing these issues, right? right? Because anytime you breathe through something, you're taking your central nervous system into parasympathetic mode. It's going to calm down and release that tension. Like I I said in the mobility workshop, like 80% of our job is reminding people to breathe. Oh, 100%. Like crazy, right? Like, and and how much time do we spend on breathing at at the workshop? Like forty five? Uh, no, it was. It was. I think it was like an hour yeah. to almost an hour and a half just working on on breathing drills. Yeah, and you know what? Like bad issues. So like, if Tan's listening to this, my guy Tanvir, he he'll uh, he had an issue with breathing, and he was uh, the guy that would just hold his breath yep. through everything. Yep. He built up so much tension in his head. I don't know exactly what he did. I know he didn't like pop a blood vessel or anything, but he got to a point where he had so much built up tension. He had migraines for weeks. Yep. And when we lifted, yep. we had to lift like. 20 pound dumbbells because he anything heavier would create too much tension yep. so we had to learn how to breathe and it took like a while to get off of it right so again don't hold your breath learn how to breathe through the movement or, or sure. people who get super lightheaded you know after like squats yeah. or deadlifts or something like that yeah. or even like lunges like i've seen people get lightheaded after doing like a set of lunges or stop mid-set and it and it happens over and over again and you know to to cue them with the breathing is 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 going to be a game changer Huge. um so one thing I have a good like light bulb moment before uh, with the breathing work with foam rolling too. Like, have you ever? Yeah, okay. yeah. Because again, like, it, it puts somebody into it's uncomfortable. Yeah, and right? it'll like, release that tension in the exactly, muscle as well. So, like, exactly. If you hold your breath or you foam roll fast, you're you're not doing yeah. anything. Yeah, and you're so that, and time. I was gonna say like a couple tips on foam rolling. Don't rush it because people will get on there and just roll, 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 and then get off, and that doesn't do anything, right? You got to go with, and it's actually important to know the anatomy of the muscle because it's best to go with the grain of the muscle right, the way right. it moves, right? Um, but what I will do is I'll find that knot point, and once I feel that, like essentially it's pain, but once I find that, I will just sit on it. Yeah. And then breathe, right? Yeah. And it'll just release that tension. I think that's a great I, way I to I would actually... say extreme discomfort. Like I think if it's pain that you shouldn't that you shouldn't do it. Okay. But Fair I enough. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um and I think like people rely some people rely too much on it and some people don't rely enough cuz I, I like some studies have been published that show foam rolling really is just a temporary fix, yeah. right? So like it it will relieve that tension, that pain while you go lift. But it'll come back. So people are like, oh, I tried foam rolling. The next day I still hurt. And it's like, okay, but do it again before you train. Because if you train dysfunction, it's going to keep arising. Yeah. Right? You're so going like, to strengthen the dysfunction. Yeah. So, yeah. so release that tension. Go train and train properly and then come back and do it mm-hmm. again. Right? So, uh, But what I was going to get to is, damn, I'm bleeding. The fuck? Fragile. Fragile, <laughs> bro. I just looked down. I got blood on me. I don't know where it's coming from. Um What I was going to touch on is like we were talking about that QL, right? And we were talking about the lat and the glute. And it's always above and below. So that's something I want to point out because so I blew out my knee, recovered, quote unquote, um, and then blew out my knee again, the same exact knee. And what I didn't do and I didn't learn for years later um, until I wasn't even playing soccer anymore was that the issue of why I tore my ACL, my meniscus, all these things in my knee was because lack of hip mobility or lack of ankle mobility. Right. What happens is, let's say, let's say it was ankle mobility. I don't have the ankle mobility, therefore my knee tries to make up for it. It's supposed to be a stable joint. Then that joint tears a ligament, a muscle, something. I get injured, right? So my low back, it's most likely not my lumbar spine, my low back. That's the issue. It's most likely my hip or my yep. thoracic spine, yep. correct? So the biggest thing for people to do is look above and below, right? And, and I, core integrity as well. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's always been... And you know what's funny is this... I'm, I'd actually like to get your opinion on this. You, you know this stuff I've been going through lately with my lower uh, rectus abdominis, which is like the lowest muscle in my, uh, my abdomens. I don't know if I strained it or what I did, but I've been having issues with mm. that, right? So I went and saw Austin. <laughs> Phone went down. I went and saw Austin, uh, and he dry needled all my abs. He did my obliques, my hip flexor, my rectus femoris, and my quad. Uh, my adductors from my knee all the way up to my growing. He did my glute medius. Uh, he did my low back, obliques, everything. So, and then the next day I felt great. Right. And I went and squatted heavy. Everything was perfect. Now I, now I got back pain. So, like, now I'm kind of thinking, like, well, shit, was it because I've been taking a break off core training and, and it was just too much? Or, like, I mean, what would you guess is that? A- without without watching you, I'm, yeah. I mean, I can't give you a for sure answer. I know that the reason why he needled what he did because you know a a lot of that stuff i mean again everything is all connected right so um even when you so even when you do myofascial release on the on the glutes it can have an effect on uh you know hip flexors or you know i mean like this is the this is the biggest conversion point right like in your in your body right Mm -hmm. so you got the um you got your adductor, you got rectus femoris, you got all that stuff, yeah. and then you got your abdominals, uh, so obliques, like everything is 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 meeting up at that one point. So I know with you that your hip flexors are are really tight, um, and which were probably just just pulling yeah. hips probably out of position. I can see that when you do uh, loaded squats, sometimes that um, you you kind of lean to to, to one, one side, side yeah. exactly right so and it was probably you know just a result of yeah. a result of that and y- you know your body can it'll it'll get to a certain point before it reaches threshold and then once it gets there i mean that's why i mean it happened when it happened you yeah. know it was just it's 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 kind of just at that breaking point like all right dude like i've told you to stop stop doing what you're doing or get back to and it's quick right like you said that you stopped doing the the shin boxes and and stuff like that and before when you um when you strained your your hip flexor before and you were doing the shin boxes you were like man like this is game changer yeah right or like it well at first you were like man like this is super uncomfortable right but like um, you know, and a lot of the stuff that, that I've learned by listening to, to Max Shank and, um, uh, John Wolf and, and Sarah Jameson and, uh, you know, Dewey Nielsen and stuff like that. Like, you know, they say that when you go through these, these drills, like oftentimes, man, you're going to start to cramp, but that's not, you don't want to give up even, even when you cramp, right? You want to breathe through that point yeah. because it's essentially, that's just your nervous Kinda system saying, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think like. So that's the biggest thing right there then, right? Don't don't fix it if it's not broken. Right. Right? Like what was working for me and then you. And this is I see this all the time in, in fitness in general, whether it's diet, training, mobility, injury. Oh, I got there. I got to the goal. I feel right. better now. Right. Or I lost the weight. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then I'm done, right? So like, oh, I don't need to track my macros right. anymore. Like I lost the weight and then all of a sudden you gain it back. Well, kind of I mean, look at it like this too, like, you know, business right like how you make your money right like so let's say you set a goal and you have this system in place and then you get there and then you go back to doing the same shit that that really was holding you back the right like exactly away. yeah, yeah. 100%. And, and then goes goes back to where it was so again like having those systems in place and then doing them over and over and over again even when you feel like you're at you know optimum 
performance or right. your your peak, right? To still to still push that and 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 practice it. Okay, so let's do this. Let's go over like the most the major keys. I'm gonna throw that out there now that Luca was giving <laughs> me shit about that. Uh, the major keys for getting rid of. Damn, bro, you wearing the same shirt as me? Am I? You are. That's crazy. Different color. Black and light, oh. bro. That's weird. Um, so I feel like that happens too often, yeah, man. It it's kind of crazy. Uh, but the major keys for fixing back pain. Okay. So someone who has had it in the past or someone who is going through it right now and wants to avoid it. So, I mean, essentially we can use me as an example mm-hmm. starting tomorrow. What do I need to start doing, um, to fix this and make sure that doesn't happen again? I won't say specific, uh, exercises. Um, I'll go over just saying, you know, hip mobility, um, and ankle mobility actually for you, um, to make it even more specific. Um, cause that does have a, a big issue. Or so a what's your opinion on lifting shoes then? Cause I squat with, mm-hmm. with elevated heels. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Your ankle mobility sucks. So do it. Yeah. Okay. Do it. See, I see, I, I hear a lot of people that frown upon it because they think that you're baby, like you're, and it's almost like, and I agree to an extent because if somebody hurts their ankle and they start wearing an ankle brace all the time, they lack mobility in the ankle. And guess what's going to happen when you take that off? Yep. You're going to injure your ankle yep. again. Yep. So, um, and this is what I was going to say. So I'm glad you agree. I think it's great to wear them, but I think that working on the ankle mobility in the meantime as well is going to be yep. the biggest key and roll out your feet. I think that that's probably one of the most underrated things that you can do or implement into your system that is going to prevent I mean, injury pretty much all over your body, Why right? So? But explain um, to the people. Ball. I mean, just like our the shoes that we wear. Like I'm wearing, I'm wearing Nike Freeze right now, right? Which suck yeah. for you know, if, especially you know, I see people running them, I see people training them, um, and and they're they're not good for your feet, right? So most of the the shoes that we wear aren't designed for. Uh, you know, repetitive impact, which is when you're walking or when you're running, when you're hiking, stuff like that. Um, and your feet, I mean, will just get super, the, the, the fascia, right. Mm-hmm. Or the, 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 the muscles in your feet will get super tied up, right. They'll just get really, really tense. And I think that's what people like they're contracting essentially, right. right? Like I think people forget that you're, there's a, actually a, quite a bit of muscles in your foot isn't there yeah there's a lot I, I don't know the exact number so um but that's something that people don't think about right right you look at your foot and you just see like kind of like a hand we just see like bones right, right. like we don't see that there's muscles but in there. but let's let's think about when you perform heavy squats right or a lot of reps or do, doing something that is is kind of out of the norm for you right and you get really sore right everybody's right. had that leg day where it's like, man, like you can barely move the next yeah. day, right? So that's essentially like what's going on with your feet as well. You might not be as sore, but at the same time, like that tissue is going to get really, it's, it's going to be in a shortened, uh, shortened position. And so imagine trying to get into like range of motion with, uh, or push the range of motion with right. that amount of tension. It's the same thing, right? So, so like if you were to go do squat to stands after your leg day, yeah. it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna feel like your so body is just, that goes right back to the mailman, right? Like with the right. jacked calves, like his calves are probably all balled up. Right. But everybody is doing that with their feet. Correct. On a daily basis, no matter what you do. And the same thing with the people sitting some, on the hip flexors. Some people. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like not sedentary, <laughs> right, obviously, right. but, um, and another thing too, is like, we got to understand that the tissue on our body, the muscle tissue, the fascia, 
it all connects in two spots in the back of your head, neck, and then under your feet. So we talk about that uh, conversion point of all the muscles insertions in your hip, like all those kind of come into one place. And that's why a lot of people are balled up in that yep. area of their hip. The same thing is with the tissue on your foot, right? right. Um, so I went and got a massage a couple of weeks ago. And when she got to my feet, she was like, so you're a trainer, right? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, have you ever heard of like foam rolling or, or rolling on a, on a lacrosse ball? And I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah. And she was like, you ever heard about doing it on your feet? And I was like, yeah, I tell my clients all the time. And she was like, I feel like I'm like digging in a bag of Rice Krispies yeah. when I'm on your foot. And yeah. I'm like, what? She's like, it's so jacked up. Yeah. She's like, when was the last time you rolled your foot? Know. And yeah. I was like, literally, I was like, shit. Like that one time I went to a seminar and they explained it. Like yeah. <laughs> I haven't done it in forever. And right. she was like, you need to start doing like that on a daily basis, mm -hmm. which I'm still and, not and doing. Even, but <laughs> even so like, I need to, you know, I was, uh, I was talking to this guy who came in, um, and, and trained with me a couple of weeks ago and he's got, so he's diagnosed with something and I forgot what they called it. And the doctor wanted to, uh, perform surgery on him, right? Because in his, on the last two toes on his right foot, right. They're numb, right? Like he can't Damn. feel them. Right. And it's because, like, you know, he's he's a ex-hooper, right? He used to play ball, and he's rolled his ankle so many times, right? And and I can I can relate to that. I mean, I've never pushed it to this level, um, but uh, the tissue, right, in his in his feet are it's so wound up that it's now causing nerve damage to where he can't feel it in his in his foot. So now the doctor wants to perform surgery. So I'm like, dude. Before you do that, give it a few months and start rolling out your feet. Now, it's it's going to be super uncomfortable for him to get on a lacrosse ball and roll out his yeah. feet. So I was like, man, go grab, go get a tennis ball, something that's got a little Soccer. bit more give, and just you know press on it with like your heel and go to the, the different points on your foot and just press on it. You don't even have to roll it. Just press on it to, to allow that tissue to relax. Once you get used to it, you can go to a lacrosse ball and start rolling it out. And I was showing them this stuff and, you know, opening up your toes and, and moving your toes, especially when it's right underneath the metatarsal there, um, which is a big trigger for, point for most people. Um, and, you know, see how that feels. And it, I mean, it's just amazing to me that most people, and I'm not a doctor, right? Like I can't, you know, I can't really diagnose him with something but i guarantee that it's yeah. probably gonna help yeah right and then think of how much money you save him and how much time and yeah. energy like that's because like we priceless. Dude, I, I the first time he came in he was pushing prowlers like pushing prowlers and like he was literally like in pain dude, you, so you, i just you, told him to stop and uh, like his ankle mobility was just shit something else you could recommend to him that the the actually this great idea so the masseuse was talking to me about contrast showers like oh yeah i go to uh, banya sometimes yeah. the russian bathhouse and she was like, well, what we used to do uh, in school, because I was constantly massaging people, my forearms get crazy balled up because it's like such high frequency. Again, she uses them every day. Mm -hmm. She would go to a sink and fill up one side with hot water and yeah. one side with ice water. Yeah. And she would do the contrast, just dunking her forearms. And you could do the same thing with your feet. Yeah. Like talk about like if you don't have time to do the foam blowing or well, everybody has time. You just don't make time. If you want a quick solution or for somebody who has extreme issues like that, or if it is your forearm, you can easily do that. Yeah. This is actually crazy talking about contrast. So have you ever heard of uh, Ben Greenfield? No. He's uh, he's actually in Spokane, but he's he was the number one. He's been podcasting for 10 fucking years. Like he must have been the first podcast ever invented, I swear. But he's been doing it. He's like been the number one fitness podcast forever. Um, he His like niche is called biohacking. So everything is like HRV, science. Like he does everything, right? Super geeky with it. It's a really cool uh, podcast to listen to if you like that kind of shit. And he... Uh, he was studying uh, 
contrast showers, dude, they tripled guys' testosterone by doing 10 minutes of contrast showers every day in 30 days. That's nuts. That's impressive. Yeah. Ice cold water. Uh, it was 10 seconds on, 10 seconds off. So these people would literally be like 10 seconds of hot water, 10 seconds of so, cold water. So what's, did he explain like the exact science or was he, he did, just but like I couldn't even, it, yeah, yeah like it was one of the really yeah. recent, huh. so you wouldn't have to scroll through much to find yeah. it. But he I'm literally was like, these that. guys did that. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. So they pretty much would do, I think they did it every night before they went to bed. And it was just like testosterone levels went through the roof. Not to mention that, um, like it helps a lot of different things like recovery. So is it more, I mean, cause I'm sure that, you know, there's, there's some ladies on here that are listening to this and <laughs> doesn't mean that what you're going to, no. that you're going to get an increase but what in, I think in your it, testosterone, yeah. but regulate your hormones. That's what right? I was going to say. I, what I think right. it is, is actually such a great recovery that it actually helps your hormonal, your adrenal glands, right. your thyroid glands to right. like calm down and let everything recover. And then their testosterone rose. Yeah. I don't know if it was 30 days or 60 days or longer, but regardless, if you're going to boost it, another thing they saw was their immune systems improved insane. Oh, that's right. what it was. Their immune systems improved. And in 30 days, like, um, the, they, they studied this one group work setting or something. And like the, uh, rate of like calling six dropped like so much with the group that did the contrast That's versus crazy. the kind that didn't. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it makes sense though. Like, I mean, I, I just know that when I go to Banya, right, I, like, right I sleep like a baby afterwards, yeah. like the best sleep ever. You literally kind of get like a little bit of a, like a, a euphoric high yeah. when you're there, which yeah. is, it's really weird, but you feel great. Yeah. Like I would say after, not during. <laughs> I definitely, there's well, when, no sense of euphoria. During. No, like when you're in the, at the end when like, I always feel that when I'm in the end in the salt bath pool and I'm chilling yeah. and then I go through the shitty yeah. sauna and heat yeah. room and all not that me. shit. And like, I hate not that. Me. But so for low back, let's get back to that real quick. Um, looking above and below is going to be your first thing. Cause mm -hmm. you got to find out where the source is, right? right? Wherever that source is, improve mobility. Yep. Correct. Because usually it's lack of mobility. It's not ever lack of stability. Um, I guess it could be unless like if you hurt your ankle or hurt your hip, it could be lack of stability in your knee. But the point is look above and below and improve that movement of something, right? Um, and then in addition to that, core strength, core like strength. I touched on earlier. And with a lot of my people, I have, I mean, I still have people who have been training with me for two and three years still doing planks. Yeah. And I was going to say that doesn't mean sit-ups. Right. And there's nothing wrong with sit-ups to build the muscle of your ab. But I think people think, oh, I need to build up my core. And they do a bunch of crunches right. and they fuck up their lumbar spine more because yep. they're rounding so much. One thing that I've been doing a lot with my clients and they're going to know if they're uh, listening or watching this is the PTLL plank. So the posterior tilt lower level yep. plank. I yep. saw it from Brett Contreras yep. and he essentially just tucks the tailbone, pulls the rib cage down and you're almost like rounding in this plank, right? right. Um, and it puts your spine... I wouldn't even consider it neutral because like you said, there is a little bend in it, but it tucks your tailbone enough to where you're not using your hip flexors and you're not using your uh, spinal erectors right. to do the movement. And I know for me, when I always held a plank, I had that curvature right above my butt, which is literally just my low back sinking in and my hip flexors stretching. My core is not even working. Um, so that was huge. And it's funny because uh, one of the guys I followed posted this a picture of him doing it on or like how to do a plank it was a video it was like how to do a plank the wrong way and the right way and he had like literally it's over like a hundred thousand views now he's got like it went viral and it started getting shared and then like all these people started tagging their trainers and their physical therapists yep. saying like you have me doing it the wrong way and it was like this yeah. big argument yeah. on there it was funny yeah but it he's right yeah like he, they actually put themselves in the right position yeah it's crazy which is dope because there's controversy yeah. and that's what and I and and how I would progress from that too and just to to kind of give people you know a, a, a little step by step here when 
when I do take somebody through the plank, I mean, it's no longer than, you know, like 45 seconds. And that's like, that's pushing yeah. it yeah. for like, I mean, yeah. that's like 90, 90th percentile of yeah, my if clients. If you do it right, you really don't need right. to do a long Just at all. Just creating a ton of tension and like, and, and how I, how I cue it is, is like when they're there and just like what you're talking about, like pushing the floor away with your elbows, but not just doing that, but rowing your elbows yeah. into your so pockets. Your lats engage. Yeah. So your lats engage. Rib right? cage tucks. Exactly. So, you know what's funny too, is like people have been telling me like, and this is what helps them continue to want to do it not because i'm i know i'm strengthening them in a good position but they feel their abs work more yep because they actually engage they don't yep. feel their hip flexors and low back yep. and then all of a sudden they want to do it more and then once people get there doing like a body saw or seesaw plank on yeah. the on the valve slides because yeah. then it's an, it's going to incorporate that yeah uh, uh, and those fucking suck, yeah, those suck you know what i actually did for a step in between those is i put uh i did this to tim on friday i put his feet on a swiss ball and then yeah. had him do the posterior yeah. tilt. So there's a little bit of instability. Right. It keeps him engaged. And then we'll go to the seesaw plane yeah. because that one is just murder. Yeah. There's so many different ways to, to yeah. challenge it. But that like that's the cool thing is like even in a static position, you don't have to make it like this crazy, sexy, like dynamic ab exercise, right? Yeah. Like this, the body saw or like the, 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 the variation that you're talking about where you had his feet up on the on the Swiss ball. Like that range of motion is very limited, yeah. right? But like the more that you can challenge that just in that, in that static hold is like phew, game yeah. changer. For yeah. hundred percent. You can do hanging knee raises like that too. If you do it properly and I cut the reps in like half, yeah. have them breathe through it and tuck the tailbone as they go. Correct. Um, so build your glutes too. I would say build your glutes, build your core, work the mobility in the areas above and below the issue. So if it's your low back, your hip and uh, thoracic spine, which is probably my two, my thoracic spine is pretty good. So it's more, more so my hip for sure. Stretch your hip flexors way more often, um, tissue work on your feet. And most importantly, during all of this, before you work out, after you work out, during the stretches and foam rolling, breathe. Yeah. I think those are like the biggest keys. Um, and I think that's pretty much like, like I kind of knew what I, it's, it's good because this kind of holds me accountable of getting this shit so my back will feel better too. Well, I think everybody else too, right? Like it, these are all things that you can literally implement at home. Yeah. Like 100%, today. 100%. Yeah. You just need a ball. So I think that wraps it up on this one, guys. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag mind versus muscle.